Hey everyone, it's your host Alec Mohibian with a quick note before we begin. Filthy Armenian Adventures is an interdimensional travel program that takes you deep into the cultural mysteries of our strange and interesting times. In search of truth, in search of gold, in search of lost friends and unsung heroes, in search of John Galt's motor. The show is supported entirely by patrons at patreon.com slash filthy Armenian. Patrons get access to twice as many adventures, including the most intimate and scandalous ones, plus regular 5 to 15 minute smoke break mini episodes on movies, shows, and topics of the urgent moment. Patrons also get first dibs on our next live event. The first two were a smash. It's very easy to keep filthy Armenian adventures alive. You can still listen to the premium feed on Apple or Spotify or your favorite app, and you can do so with the pride that you're putting a little bit of money where your soul is. More patrons means more landmarks, more hotspots, more secret locations and forbidden territories around the world, and the world that is Los Angeles, our apocalyptic headquarters. It means we'll be able to track down more enchanting figures in the landscape and dare them to abandon their masks. Patreon.com slash Filthy Armenian. Gracias for listening, and enjoy the show. You are blonde now. Since I last saw you? Yeah, you've become Mormon in so many... (laughs) so many ways and including this one yeah. oh yeah like, like the other way I have blue eyes I guess well that was always there but uh, um, I don't know where I was going to go with that well because, now you're um, sober and you're blonde so like yeah, how much so more much money is, can you get how much, how much more changes can I undergo how much more man can you get Yeah, I went blonde probably right after the live show. Oh, yeah, because I haven't seen you since. What motivated that decision? Never done it before. How are you feeling about it? It's so different. Um, you look very different. I'm used to it now, so. Yeah. But um, I just wanted to try it out. I feel like it's a. Because I, I feel like you're very, um, you're very expressive. So whatever you do makes a big difference. Because like your whole, you know, now you're like throwing fire, blonde fireballs. Do you want to get in here or a table? You are listening to Filthy Armenian Adventures.
inner pea soup. Inner pea soup Andersons. Pea soup Andersons is dead. Did you hear the news? The iconic uh, California landscape, uh, coastal restaurant image icon in uh, in the area that you exit the 101 to go to Solvang. Pea Soup Andersons, the home of the greatest split pea soup in the world, closed without us without so much as a warning. Overnight, nobody saying anything, just disappeared. No one's talking. Maybe it's gonna resurface in Galt's Gulch, but it's gone, and I will not be able to do an adventure there. It seems now, unless I find mythical relocation. I was planning on it for over a year. Never been in my life to Pea Soup Andersons. Driven past it many times. It's gone. Tonight's episode is, is it the closest thing that there is to Pea Soup Andersons, maybe in the world. Tex, T-A-I-X, the old French restaurant in Echo Park. Founded 1927. I believe Pea Soup Andersons was founded 1924. And Tex, Tex, two years ago when I recorded my second episode ever there with the same man, Tex was about to be closed in a few weeks. It was a few weeks, a few weeks, few weeks. Tex is still alive. Tex is still alive. But is it the same Tex? Something different about Tex on this particular night. And it's not just the soup. The soup is different. Last time we had split pea soup because we were there on a Tuesday night. At Tex, as you'll find out, they have an all-you-can-eat soup every single night. It's a different soup each night. Last time it was split pea and it went down real well. I mean, there's nothing like... There's nothing like a little, uh, uh, what do they call it? Kiki over soup. Tonight was Wednesday, and the soup on hand was lentil. A little different. A little different. So the soup is different, but that's not all that there's different. My guest, who I called the Filthy Mormon, back in episode two, Filthy Mormon at Echo Park, I can only call the clean Mormon now. He has gone clean. He has gone uh, on the wagon with all limbs inside. And the thing that's replaced the alcohol is a curious substance he calls inner peace. Inner peace. Barrett has achieved inner peace. That's great. Only there's one thing. There's something at this uh, at Tex on this particular Wednesday night before Christmas, which seemed designed to threaten inner peace. There was a force in the air, and this is a very weird episode. This is a strange episode. I'm going to tell you right now. Sometimes in this show. 
It's not about the theme, and it's not about the topic, and it's not even about the line of inquiry that I thought I was going to pursue. For example, the first time I met up with Barrett at Tex, uh, the topic I had in mind was to learn about his history with the Mormon Church and his curious relationship with it. And while we discussed that, it was uh, far from the central theme of the evening. Also, we were being eavesdropped upon by someone from his past, which I didn't even know about. This time, same exact story. Once again, I was hoping to cover the gaps and uh, and, and cover the gaps in what we discussed about Mormonism, his history with Mormonism, and we do get there toward the end. Toward the end, we do dive into some secrets of the Mormon missionary experience, ones that are perhaps related a bit too literally with inner peace, but our destination, after we leave Tex and walk toward Echo Park, our destination is not the Mormon church. Our destination is not the Mormon church. Our destination is a different kind of church. One that finally makes us realize that we have spent the evening in confrontation with a force. A force was confronting us that evening. And if I wasn't recording, the memory of that force would be gone right now. It would have been flushed out, blended in, sort of lost in the stream. Because on the surface, it was just such an ordinary sort of night. But thanks to the miracle of podcasting, we have in this adventure a complete document that a force was undeniably confronted that night. A force confronted us. A force that, well, it's a good thing the Mormons don't believe in hell. Getting the King's treatment. Yeah, something a little, yeah, a little bit more. Uh, um, no, maybe, the, maybe here. Yeah. This gives us a little uh, distance from the clamoring crowd. I love the ambiance. Yeah, I do too. I like that they've, they've got the Christmas lights going. Um, everyone coming in and out, like the senior citizens who were here earlier. Right, you can see the transfer of crowds. They were like... Are here for dinner? Yeah. Yeah. Festive wear. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. So Good evening. Hi. Good Welcome. evening. My name is Carlin. I will be taking care of you this evening. Oh, we're excited. I have a list and some. Great. Dinner menu is here for you. Water okay for now? Yes. Um, yeah. For now, yes. Okay. Take a moment, settle in, yeah. and I will be back momentarily. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. You know, let me go. Oh, I'll, I'll order first. I'm gonna have to. I have to wash my hands. Bad, bad. Okay. <laughs>
I mean, not that badly. It's not like I've done anything really gross, but I've been moving. Your hands day. are covered in blood, Alex. Yeah, I know. I should have really thought that, thought that through. So you better get some clean hands. What's the soup today? It's lentil. Mmm, damn it. That's not, the, that's not the soup that I wanted. Did you want split green pea? That or clam chowder. Yeah. I'm a big clam chowder head. I'm a chowder head. Speaking of chowder head. <laughs> this is where you first open. This is the Pandora's terrine where you first <laughs> named the Catholic causing a all kinds of global ruptures that, global have, that, ruptures. Are, that are still reverberating I, yeah. to this day. Well, you know, maybe what we've learned from that is there's always ruptures with the Catholics. That's true, that's true. I feel like we're in Vatican Seven by now. <laughs> and, and the last four were all since two years ago. <laughs> what a... What an adventure. You can still get green lentil. Oh, salad, ew. Well, maybe... I've actually had the Nisoise here, it's not bad. I feel like I can, I can cheat a little today. So you moved all day? Yeah. Um, all day. I should have offered to help you. <laughs> well... <laughs> I didn't even. I, I hired a couple guys. One of them was Kazakh. One of them was Ukrainian. Between the two Just of them. Just off of the internet. It's some. It's the same company that uh, our friend Jocko Homo used. Uh, so uh, they gave a better quote. Whatever. I just like okay. Yeah. Some pros. Yeah, they were pretty, they were good. I mean, you know. Did you have to lift a finger or? I lifted fingers, but I didn't have to. Yeah. But I did, so yeah. I didn't want to drag you want to it out. Stand out around yeah. like. Masculating yourself. Yeah, I don't want to just stand out going like, oh, ooh, ah, ooh, ooh. But also, I, I have, you know, there's valuable stuff that I don't want them doing, you know? Yeah. Like, I have to do that. So I, I loaded up my car individually and so forth. But all the shit's now just in the apartment that it needs to be unpacked. That's the big task. Yeah, that's what I'm not looking forward to. I'm not looking forward that's to That's how the, you're going to spend Christmas. I don't look forward to the <laughs> 75 steps ahead of me from between, like, living in a civilized home and now. <laughs> all while getting ready for a big event on, you know, all while being Christmas. All while? It's okay. Because it's a better, there are, there are uh, compensations. I have more daylight in this apartment by far, like, night and day. Worth it? You know, it's bigger. It's a bigger, spacier, roomier thing. I've got a balcony, I've got a patio, I can smoke. It upgrades galore. Yeah, everywhere you turn. <laughs> everywhere you turn. I have memories to deal with, which is, that's the flip side. When you're unpacking? No, the, the apartment is where my grandmother lived oh, yeah, yeah. and raised me and died okay, so 20 years ago, 19 years ago. So I'm up to, are, are you going to erase memories or learn how to live with them? Well, no, I'm not going to, I can't erase them. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing I can do to erase my memories. I don't have that pill. I'm going to have to live with, I, it's not that I have, it's not that they're bad memories, they're just memories. Yeah. It's just like, it's a lot. Yeah. And then there's the matter of my grandmother's, you know, being in your grandmother's space and then doing things that, you know, you wouldn't want her to see. Right, which anyway. she'll see anyway. Which she'll see anyway, I guess. Yeah, she can see them whether I do them there yeah. or whether I do them at her worst enemy's apartment. 
or a dark alley. Or a dark alley somewhere. She, she can see it anywhere. But I feel like yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. She probably knows when to look away. I hope so. God, <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> Okay. What are you thinking? Uh, okay, I gotta take this task more seriously than I've been taking. Oh, I just remembered. I didn't. I haven't eaten a single bite today. <laughs> Just hit I think I'm gonna. I, mean, I think I've eaten a few single bites. There's always the steak, the steak treat. That's always. Yeah, that's. Cool. You know. I think I might do the. There's always the salmon. Braised lamb shanks. Oh, that's a that's. That it's Wednesday. Attractive. Yeah, it's their special day. That's very attractive looking. What's potato of the day? Oh, probably whatever potato you want. Uh, but I don't know why I said that. Who knows? Maybe it's something really exciting. You know that they have free because they have uh, yeah. free because it's on the menu. I would so. need a baked potato. Yeah, maybe it's a baked potato. Maybe it's potato dog rock can. Oh, yeah. It could go many ways. There's the frog legs option as well. I like frog legs. But then I kind of feel like the comfiness of the salmon too, so I don't know. I feel like there's so many um, competing associations going on here. All French. All French, but they're competing with different, like, <laughs> emotional strings, you know? the waitress, Carlotta. I'm going to ask the waitress. She's not going to be helpful. Uh, for the song and dance of it. Yeah, just for the help, <laughs> just for the entertainment, like the show, right? I always do this. I torment the, the, the wait staff who, are, who have become less and less, you know, valuable to the, to the, to the decision. Absolutely dispensable to the decision. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, I mean, if anything, you shouldn't ask. If anything, if anything, actually, I think literally, this is what I've heard, you shouldn't ask, because they're incentivized to push. Somebody taught me this on my own show. In, 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 they're, they're incentivized to push whatever they need to get rid of. Yeah. And that's what the specials are, too, by the way. Yeah. So don't get too caught up with the specials. Although, this is a weekly special, so yeah. it's whatever. But, yeah, usually that's just what they have too much of. They need to get rid of. Great. Yeah. I have a really important question for you. <laughs> I'm between the frog legs and the salmon. Oh. Yeah, I know. They're right? both phenomenal. I know. I'll start with all the good stuff. Our salmon is spectacular. Cook with the champagne cream sauce, mashed potatoes, sauteed spinach. My frog legs also come in this phenomenal garlic cream sauce. 
one of the only few restaurants that serves the frog legs. That's so true. I think that's amazing. Just to make it more difficult for you. Yeah. I know. Does the frog legs, do the frog legs come with a potato? Uh, no. No. No, they're just served a la carte. It's about 15 frog legs. All a boy could ask for. Yeah, that's true. You know what? I'm gonna go sentimental over smart with and go for the salmon this time. Okay. Sounds What's the good. potato of the day? Mashed potatoes. Uh, mashed potatoes. The one I didn't name when I was going through the list of possibilities. Could I do fr fries instead? Absolutely. Excellent. And I'll do the salmon medium rare. Okay. And it's, can I get like a Caesar salad starter? Yeah, absolutely. I can do Caesar salad. Did you want to do the lentil soup as well? Um. All right, what the hell? Okay, sounds good. Since, soup, I, since I've needed soup. That's the only soup available yes. today, right? Thank you. And then I'll do the braised lamb chain with the salad. And of course, which salad would you like to Can I do the wedge? The lettuce wedge? Absolutely. And I'm going to start you both off with the uh, lentil soup first. Follow it up with your salad and then dinner tonight. Okay, great. Can I also get a diet coke? Of course. And I'll have a coffee, please. Pardon me? Coffee. Coffee. Can you sugar? Yeah. Um, bring some. No, no, black is fine. Black. Okay. Well, let's Thank get you. started. Cheers. Let's get started. <laughs> um, I was close to getting a diet coke as well, but I. Do you just diet soda? I do, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, not every day. Um, I like zero more than diet. Personally. I like zero. I, I like all the Cokes. All the Colas. All the Colas, yeah. I like... RC Cola. Oh, you know what I've also gotten into lately? Is the orange soda zeros are pretty good. I've never had like, that. The best one, I can't remember if it's Sunkissed or Crush is the best one. Currently I have Fanta Zero. It's not as good. It's like something's off. It's not bad, but it's not as good. But the Sunkist or Crush, one of those two, is good, really good. Yeah. It tastes like, like I, you know, you're not orange missing anything. Orange soda is good, though. Huh? I said orange soda is good. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. But zero, but yeah. for the zero to be that good is impressive. Shocking. Practically <laughs> mind-boggling. I'm gonna wash my hands. Okay. Relief. Huh? Sweet relief. Oh yes. It's nice to feel clean hands. The water comes out like a dribble, though. Oh, God, it's horrible. It's like we're literally in, it's like low water pressure in, like, Paris, like a dinky Paris <laughs> apartment or something. So authentic. Here's, our Here's the terrine. Yes, I'm bringing fresh coffee, so it'll be a nice enough. All the better. Yes. Nothing like fresh coffee and a terrine of soup. There we go. Hot should be hot and cold should be cold. <laughs> So true. Thank you. Cheers and chill. All right. Shame on me for doubting the lentil. It smells like soup. This is to me just soup, generic soup. I don't care what it is. The capital S. Soup with a capital S. <laughs> We're doing the soup, soup, soup boogaloo from two Round years two. ago. Round two. The filthy Mormon, now clean. Not filthy at all. Yeah, I was gonna go back to that. So I'm blonde for the first time. Yeah. But I'm a teetotaler again. Oh, the, return, you, you, the return. The return of the yeah. teetotaler. Back to my natural state, really. When were you last 
totaling the tea? Well, so I haven't, I haven't had a drop since April 24th of this year. So April 23rd, I was unteetotaled. So yeah, that's been a journey of the last like seven and a half months. It's a return to my natural state, really. You want to, do you feel like talk? In, in every sense, like, you know, my mind is like back to its highest functioning. I, right. But, you know, not that I'm like some high functioning mind. At least it's like a familiar place. What do you feel? So I'm curious because, you know, I think a lot of people, a lot of people, are going through this thing where they got, you know, either super mildly or moderately addicted to something during the 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 the, the, the great intermission. We yeah. all, everyone got something, you know, yeah. like even if it was, even if it's not an addiction, and even if it's just a habit that's kind of like, you know, didn't exist before. It's still. Like most people got into something, and then I, I know by now I'm sure a lot of people got out of that something just like you did, but maybe some haven't. Neither way, it's not just that we were, you know, it started out because there was literally nothing else to do, but drink, smoke, Me. snort, whatever. Right. I didn't do that. What? No, I mean. Whatever, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whoever, whatever the, the the poison, pick your Pill poison. Pill popping. Pill popping. I mean, what did people get into? I didn't. I don't even know the more exotic things people got into. You know, it's probably mostly drinking. That that happened because that's just something you could do by yourself at home for sure without any without much. And one of the few places that like never closed down. And they allowed you to do takeout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> takeout cocktails, just in case, just in case you wanted you wanted to spend five times as much and get three much. Three times as much water in your drink, you can do takeout cocktails. Did you ever try that? No, my God, I'm not that. that that's like as a, okay. <laughs> so like as a rug merchant person, there's no way I am paying for a cocktail so that I can get a melted twenty dollars. Like, what's the yeah. the whole point of drinking at home is it's cheaper. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I buy a lot. I'm not like, I'm not I'm not trying to like spend five times as much for no reason. I don't I don't understand the mentality that gets yeah. takeout cocktails personally. Totally. The best anyway. version of takeout cocktails I've ever seen, I, I'm sh maybe other places do this, but when I lived in San Francisco, the like corner stores would sell in the uh, like ice freezer box, like pre-packaged cocktail mixers, so like little shooters of Bacardi and I see. pineapple juice and then ice and a cup and it all be packaged together so you can take it to the park. If it's the park, that's one thing. But yeah, yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, fine. It's completely yeah. different. Yeah. But, um, yeah, public drinking there is encouraged on the scenes. It, no, that, it, it was, was certainly not discouraged. It was, it was deep. It was, during the pandemic, it was like loudly promoted to drink as much as possible. Anywhere. Anywhere and everywhere. And they were pushing it through every single avenue. And, like, my God, that was like, of all, I, I, it would, they just they basically promoted every unhealthy activity you could possibly promote. Don't go outside. 
drink as much as possible, don't exercise, wear a mask at all times. Indulge yourself any way you wish. Yeah, be on the internet, don't talk to your relatives, don't visit them, don't look at them, don't, don't see them. Don't go to, don't do Christmas, don't do Thanksgiving. Um, it's just, you know, I don't know, we, we, I don't need to, I don't need to repeat the litany of... Yeah, that's territory that's been tried. It's travel, no, and it's like, it's totally tread, territory that's been tread, and it's just like, I just wonder, like, what are these people who did that, and, and we're not, you know, I, they're not all repeating that now, that's not the case, like, it's not like, they're like, oh, well, that was, for the most part, I think, they're more like, oh, that was, um, they, they probably thought, they're probably over it, you know? Most of them, not not like the most hardcore ones you see on the internet, but most of the ones who just follow it along every step of the way are kind of over it. And I'm just like, coming back, and I'm like, do they, they really just don't have any, they, don't, they really don't have, they're just fine just moving on and not... Reevaluating really anything. Evaluating anything. No, they're just like, they're like, oh yeah, that was, oh yeah, that was got, got a little, that got a little rough there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's that's kind of where they're at, right? Like, yeah. interesting. Um, interesting. Yeah, completely. Interesting. I guess this is the blessing of being, uh, of having absolutely. Zero perspective on life and just kind of just you know going with the flow, no matter where it goes, wherever it goes. It must be nice. It must be nice. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess I should envy them more <laughs> for being brain dead lemmings. So, did you listen to? Did you go back and listen? It was kind of painful. What was painful about it? No, just like hearing yourself oh, talk. Oh, well, talk well no shit. I didn't want to torture myself that yeah. way. But haven't you heard yourself do it? Like, you haven't listened to your own episodes with like Jack and stuff. No, little bits here and there, but like I'll, I'll make it all like five or six minutes, and I'm like, oh my god. Right. I'm like fast forwarding, trying not to. He can't find us. That's us. But. Oh, well, we must we're really here. be. We must really camouflage into this place, like like we're ghosts who've been here for a hundred years. Is there a uh, Caesar salad and the cheese? Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Can we get a uh, pepper? Pepper? Yes. Thank you. If you don't ask, they don't offer it. <laughs> if you don't ask, they do not offer the crushed pepper anymore. They used to offer it. They used to say, would you like some crushed pepper? They make you ask. Have you ever been offered crushed pepper in the last five years? I, I thought here, but maybe not. I asked. Yeah. I, I, Good I, point. Didn't hear, I didn't hear him say anything. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, that's a lesson. Oh, yes. Anyway, a lesson. Yeah, I, I did try. There's more. There's more. Um, I did try, but I just... No. Okay, so... Yeah. So, I don't know. Where, where should we go? Well... Recount. Where did you? Where did you? I can recount. Uh, wait, well, go ahead. You can recount what? Uh, Give me the hand. Great. Thank you. 
I'll take some too, yeah. I was, like, I was like, is it coming out? That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. yeah, thank you. That's critical. Um, I can recount, you know, I don't know if I'd call them war stories, but interesting tales from my Mormon mission. That That's actually something I did think about. Did we talk about that? Too much? We definitely talked about... I don't know if we talked about specific tales. Okay. I think we talked about your general, you know, your general arc with the church and yeah. out and, you know, ambivalent. But we didn't talk about specific tales. Um, before we get to specific tales from the tales from the Mormon crypt, I'm just curious, like... Has, to do hot coffee. Right. Thank you. Has your relationship to Mormonism changed in two years that we last spoke. Well, probably not a whole lot. That's okay. You know, probably not a whole lot. I still go to church when I see my parents. Uh, and when they visit here, I'll go with them. I probably hadn't done that too much. I've been to some nice chapels and... Los Angeles. Right? Has your relationship to anything changed other than well, that I don't drink anymore? That you don't drink anymore? Um, that's, a, that's a lot to ponder. I mean, not drinking, I guess the, the, the first and most obvious part. It's like, of course, you know, like. Of course it has. Like, yeah. Um, in the sense that I now have like a much easier time like pausing and not, you know, the perspective shift on like getting riled up by other people or you realize how little control you have over everything. Just kind of let it go. You used to get more riled up. Oh, sure. Like about the guy we were sitting next to at the, at the movie? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a perfect example. <laughs> Getting shocked in public, I hate that. Yeah, just general ease. A more constant ease. Is there any, has anything lost interest? <laughs> oh. <coughs> lost its interest to you now without... I have a huge loss of my appetite for tweeting and spending time on Twitter at all. Interesting. Honestly, online, like, in that, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, or Reddit, or anywhere that I would, like, spend time. It's just, like... Who cares? Unpleasant, who cares? Yeah, huge who cares. Right. That's a that's part and parcel with <clears throat> like not be, you're not outraged. Oh no. You're like you just don't care. Yeah. I couldn't be less outraged. I'm probably less informed. <laughs> wow. Not really informed. You're not not in the sense of like the news and current events, but I'm just like petty dramas like 
Right. I don't even know who the minor characters are anymore. Right. That's kind of nice. But that must mean you're. That must mean you have a pretty well populated social life too. Totally. So that was a huge reason, or like clue to myself that I was like imbibing too much because I would spend way more time alone. <coughs> so interesting. I- isolating. <coughs> That's a very different approach to alcohol than I think most people. I mean, for most people, I think it's their way of. Well, it's definitely like a, a way of like you know the social lubricant, obviously. But once you get to a certain point, you just like I don't know for sh- reasons of like shame or with how much. It's just easier to do it by yourself. Cheaper to do it by yourself. Cheaper to do it at home. Yeah. But yeah, so I was like seeing friends way, way, way less. Leaving, I rarely left LA. Like, right. So now I've, you know, kind of gotten out a little more. Yeah, I seen friends more. Yeah. I see. That makes sense. It's all bad. That's good. That means that, yeah, so that, it was binding you to solitude. And now its absence is, is socially opening you up. I think it also probably just made you less likely to, you know, maintain an appointment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm not really a flaky person. Or unreliable. Yeah. But, you know, I was definitely becoming flaky and unreliable, making plans that I didn't remember, realizing that I missed things that I intended to go to, and that still happens, but not in the same, not for the same reason or the same way. I did that to you, I think. Oh, of course, yes. But, no, but it was obvious that, it was obvious that something was not stable in that, those interchanges. Yeah. So, I'm glad that you're not, I'm glad that you don't have any regrets about being so, because some people have that. I don't have regrets about anything in my life. That's Somehow. the way to go. Yeah. That's the way to go. You gotta turn. No, and, and, and regrets. I don't mean regrets in the way that like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be. No, More not the even regrets of like, oh, you know, I do miss this one thing. Yeah. Well, for sure. There's like, there were plenty of fun times, but like. No, sure, yeah. but you're, you're not willing to. Re- not, you don't miss those fun times that you want to repeat. No, that's like, not for what it cost me the other time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Regrets. Regrets. Oh yeah, no, I don't. I've never really been regretful either. Like you're not a regretful type. I've lived life in a really strange order. Yeah. Of events, and so like 
spending too much time wishing things could have been another way or ter- what if they had turned out this other way? It's like, well, I don't know what the hell's going to happen. Regrets are one of the biggest wastes of time in the history of the universe. <laughs> there literally are. They're Absolutely. a huge waste of time. Remorse isn't a waste of time because remorse can get you to develop morally. Oh, you know what I mean? But, but regrets... Like, oh, I should have done that, I should have done that. I mean, I, I'm, I will admit, I, I, you know, it's the devil of, I guess it's probably the, the, the devil of solitude is what causes it. I mean, I, I'm thinking too much. I, I'm, I'm, I, I, you know, I have a tendency to overthink and spend too much time in my own head, as might be obvious. Do you ruminate? Do I ruminate? I, I ruminate the shit out of everything. <laughs> I ruminate, and I. And the thing is that I know that there are hazards to this, but I also kind of have no. It's hard for me to not, because I live a pretty modest monastic existence. I mean, I see a lot of people in the in the in the big big picture, but a lot of hours of solitude all, all, in a day in a week, and you know if you're like. If you're tired, if you're annoyed, if you're this, that, or the other, if you're, there's a million different triggers that can get you to down the wrong path in your in your mind, you know. And sometimes it's just a matter of like, and sometimes it's just a matter of, <clears throat> I'm trying to I'm trying to arrive at a clear a clear view of what really matters and what's really happening in the world, my world world, all the worlds, and that inevitably, you know, it's hard for me as a con, as somebody who's a professional ruminator to fucking not think about things, you know what I mean? Like, it's gonna, things are gonna come up in my head, and I'm gonna have to regret or not regret, but that doesn't mean that I'm like, I'm relitigating things over yeah, and over again, I'm not, I don't have that habit anymore, I'm very not that habit, but I do, you know. Inevitably, you're going to dance around the periphery of unfortunate thoughts. But if I was not a professional illuminator, yeah. if I was a professional, what you are, or just had a straightforward kind of job, or any you know straightforward kind of life, then I definitely would. I would definitely have even less. You know, I, I, it would be easier, I guess, for me not to 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 not reflect over things that are already kind of settled in my mind. What am I doing eating half of a futon? They're delicious. They I look, know, but still. Really I'll save it for the fries. <laughs> the free, the free. Oh, did you substitute? I think I'm getting mashed potatoes. No, I got free. I'm not going to waste my potato on baby on, food. On baby food, yeah. No. <laughs> Especially if it doesn't come with gravy. If it's with gravy, then we're talking then that's a different conversation. That's a Christmas conversation. I'm one of the few... Okay, I, you I, have ham? Oh, no. We, we should have roast. Primary roast. But... Which is my favorite. But I will say, to my everlasting credit, I have to find a way to properly brag about this. I'm very proud of it. I, at least one year, and if not multiple years, successfully lobbied and instigated and campaign for my family, for one side, to make turkey for Christmas. 
because I felt very traditional. Like yeah, I was like I want a turkey for Christmas because in the you look at like the a pictures. lot of pictures. Huh? The pictures and the paintings. The pictures, the paint. It's the Norman Rockwell meal for Christmas. Yeah. And it's in all the. It's in all like the a certain generation of, including I think like the Muppet, the Muppet one of like a Christmas Carol. Yeah. Or they eat goose. They, like. Goose is like goose is the tra. Yeah. The goose is the trad one. But then, you hear about turkey a lot in a lot of those tales. You know. We always have ham. A Christmas ham. Ham is often heard of too. That's also very uh, American. Um, you know, you can buy it at Costco. Right. It's going to be at Christmas. Yeah. Be at Christmas. Yeah. And I like ham too. Yeah. In fact, I've never had ham as a as a as a like a primary meal in a family thing. Never. Oh, wow. I mean, I'm sure. I know it's. I know it's been made a few times by one side of the family that is no longer active, no longer hosting these things. I know it's been made a few times, but I just like don't have the sense of memory of eating it. You know. I like ham. I like have it. The religious holidays: Christmas, Easter, ham. Right. I like it. I'd like to. I'm going to lobby for it. Thank you. You know what? I'm going to lobby my mom right now, yeah, starting tonight, because they were just asking, and I'm going to lobby to add ham, because that's got to be a good curveball. We have a big dinner? Yeah, there's a big dinner. Christmas Eve is my mom's side, Christmas Day would be with my dad. That's nice. And the Christmas Day used to be, up until she died, was in, in the apartment I just moved in, my grandmother's apartment. It was, we would do it there, so there you go. But... I'm gonna, my dad's gonna make roast, I'm sure. He makes it really well. He makes a really good prime, uh, prime roast with like a really good sauce that's like really, you know, tomato-y and I mean, really like uh, dense and good, brown-y, brown, really like rich. Um, but I'm gonna lobby my mom who's gonna be much more open to the idea. I think you should. Yeah. Sounds good. Because I won't be able to succeed with turkey because there will be too many naysayers, but the ham, I think, will work. Yeah. You can pick at the ham all day, too. Yeah. For, oh, you can pick at the ham for a week. Yeah. It can be cold and you can eat it. Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> no, ham is great. You can have it with eggs. You can have it with mustard. You can have it in a hat. You can have it with a cat. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Green eggs and ham. You can have green. So, is there anything you care about these days? You know, well, in terms of like, you know, life. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. It's like you, just, just, you have so much peace. That I, yeah, still, I'm just, like, I'm deep. It's not that I'm deep. Um, yeah, I'm just like calm, like a little cloud. You're like you've got you've got all that inner peace that you talk about, and it's settled you like cloud. Yeah, and you're like a little blonde Mormon Buddha. <laughs> Amazing. I think that won't last forever, but I mean, it's last like forever. it's like you know early days. How long has it lasted? How long has this <clears throat> Namaste? Continuous. Union. Since April. Oh, that's a long time. Ago. Yeah. Really I had a peaceful summer. Nice. I spent a lot of time at the beach. 
Yeah, I barely ever get to the beach anymore. Not, not that I ever used to go to the beach per se, but I, you know, to the water. To the water. Yeah. I, I was never a beach person. I was never about going onto the sand with my, you know, like I prefer walking by. Those. Taking in the view. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Being close and like, I like cliffs. I like seeing it from a distance. I like, I like surveying the Pacific. Yeah. I like to swim. It's a little cold. Get in. You like to go in? Yeah. I, it's a little cold for me in LA in the water. I'm a little bit. I like it warmer than LA is usually. Trop- Tropical. Yeah. Hawaii. It's Hawaii. That's my. That's my temperature. <laughs> I love the Hawaiian water. I mean, where I grew up, like, we'd swim in freezing cold water, even, like, it's cloudy, windy, whatever, we're at the beach, it's the summer, we're just gonna get in. Right. I don't know how cold, but quite cold. So we had an awkward. Can we comment on what happened when we were here last time? Yeah, sure. The entire time we were but an elbow away from a more than acquaintance, less than friend. That's a fair categorization of another ex-Mormon or another whatever. He's probably ex-Mormon. I think I clarified annoyingly that I don't really consider myself that. Um, maybe on like a first date or something. With an he was on a yeah, He was on a first date type of thing with a woman at the bar. Yeah. We were sitting right below him. Yeah. It was behind you. Yeah. And there wasn't that many people here. And there were not tonight. that many people here. So and, and we thought and everyone thought that this place had like a week left before closing down. Totally. We were coming here to kind of memorialize. This is a memorial. Yeah, that was a memorial trip. <laughs> now we're memorializing the memorial. Now we're memorializing the memorial. Now we're. They, so they, are they not getting rid of it? I guess they they survived. It's been two years. Yeah. So tech, tech maybe it was a maybe it was a lie to get people to come back. In. That's right. Yeah, you know, you know, like, this is the last week. It worked. There was an issue with the lease. There was something. I thought they were going to build a tower here. There was something like that going on. So I don't know what happened with that. We can ask. I'm sure. I'm sure she won't know. Yeah, sure she won't. But we can always. We can always just take a real wild shot. And just try it. Just try. You know. Come on. Just like throw caution to the wind. Take our chances. Yes. Yeah. I miss having inner peace. I've known it for. Li- oh, <laughs> I mean, I've never had it for real, but I mean, I've had it like, I've had, you know, adjusted for inflation or deflation. I've had intervals of relative inner peace. Like between, there was always never the never pure or anything. Just like there was always there was a general. I've had a period of like general optimism. You know that kind of inner peace, not more, not peace, but more like a sense of uh, being a sense of harmony with 
the currents of life yeah. and feeling like I'm in, I am in control of my own wheel and like. I think mine comes from. I'm not in control of my own wheel. No matter what I do, that's better. I'm not yeah, yeah. in control. Right. And I have to accept like that things are as they are. Right, right, right. And and I can either be happy with that or Yeah, no, that yeah. That's, or in turmoil. And it's kind yeah. of just my choice. Right. And I've had that same not the same level of things are what they are. Because the thing about it the thing about again like it I'm not able to settle if I if I settle into that I, well of course there's things you can like there are things you can control but the primary one is your reaction to what happens right, right. oh yeah if you're talking about like you can control not letting this put you in a bad mood. Yeah. That's 100%. You're fired. Yeah. You know, you're going to have a reaction to that. But dwelling in self-pity. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, all that is... Gets you nowhere. No. There's a... There's a that's all. You're dumped. Of course, yeah. like, yeah, but like... Lessons of experience. But I moved through all those kind of things pretty quickly. It's like, you know, whatever. If a member dies, you can go through the procedure of attending the funeral and being there with my family and stuff, but like, there's no turning back the clock on something like that. Right, so. no, certainly. <laughs> And then I get, you know, and then I get the last shreds of my parmesan on the plate in honor of whoever has died. You know, that's what you can do. That's just about all you can do. Yeah. Just keep eating the parmesan. Just keep gathering the last shards of parmesan, the last shavings of ham. Somebody dies, you get more ham this year at Christmas. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll be right back with dinner for you. Thank you. I didn't even have any, Mike. I should have had some of this. We'll have it. To soak up my soup. Are you going to go to Knott's Mary Farm? No. <laughs> sounds fun. Sounds cute, though. It doesn't have the same appeal. No, it doesn't. I mean, I'm sure it's not nearly as scary interesting. Here. I'm sure it's just, like, decorating. You know, what, are they gonna, what is it going to be? It's probably a, there's probably a Santa. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's got that, but, like, it's not going to have, like... It's not going to have Christianity mazes. <laughs> or you have to find your way... To, uh, to the, the higher ground. To find Lazarus. Yeah. 
I don't know if you know this, but I, what I learned from that adventure was that Knott's Berry Farm is extremely based in Redfield, and not just not, not, not just accidentally, I mean, literally, he was like the one of the most important conservative cause funders in, in California, and his entire park, and that entire park is a is a monument to his love of pioneer times and the pioneer liberty. I had no idea. I had no idea either. I had felt it. Instinctively, Instinctively yeah. I, say, I sure. felt it, I smelt it, I dealt it, but, and, and, and I was like, you know, I hadn't thought about it recently, but I, I really felt it in the air, but like, as we're going through, you know, I had, a, I, I love Knox. I don't know if you went, you didn't go to Scary, you went to Barry. I've been to Barry a lot. Yeah. I went to Scary this year. Oh, this time you went to Scary, finally. Like, Saturday before Halloween. Okay. So, you like, you like it? Yeah, of course. And I was like, because I went to, to the Universal one last year with Jack. And I was like, Knox is way better. And it was like, uh, I was just like, thinking the whole time in the wave of nostalgia. I'm like, this is like, there's a character to this. There's a, there are all these ineffable qualities to this. I mean, the, the mazes are really good. And they're not, they're not, like, you know, derived from some silly horror movie. They're like, they're like, they're all kind of like, much more analog, as we said. Much more like, down home. Totally. Imaginative. Their, their, their tricks are all kind of naturally achieved. And not through some, you know, over-the-top bullshit. Yeah. Um, it's really impressive, honestly. Oh, it's, it's really impressive. And it's purely, it's, you see why it became such a sensation. Like, this is, they've been doing some of those mazes for 50 years. And you can see why it could have been done in the 70s. Like, not, there's no over-the-top anything. It's all just, like, it's all physical stuff. And I saw these photos that, like, in the 80s, they would do, like witch trials and like hangings at stage hanging like fake witch yeah. burnings and whatever right I kind of wish they would bring some of that back that would be oh, amazing that would be cute too well they did they do a show called like where they where they hang the hanging where they like it's like it's like a thing about cancel culture uh, where they like all the celebrities that have been like whatever and like which one did, which one's gonna get hang, which of the characters of the last year are gonna get hanged and they ended up hanging, like, the one who, the, you know, the ones who, like, I forget who it was, but it was, like, the, the ones who got hanged were the ones who, like, basically tried to cancel people. <laughs> something like that. You know, something like that. Whatever. It, but, like, beyond all that, any, beyond any surface-level thing, there's also the adorable tombstones in the graveyard, which are part of normal Not Scary Farm, Not Scary Farm, but which come from real tombstones. That he, he went around and like it started as just like the ghost town, the, pioneer, the ghost town, which is a real replica of the Calico ghost town. Yeah. And, yeah. It's getting louder and louder. Something's going on. Getting loud. And anyway, he, 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 he like went around collecting real ghost town like relics that we built like that. Um, so yeah, it's it's he was a major like he, he Nixon did announce his campaign from there in nineteen sixty. Did he really? Yeah. Reagan did a whole segment about it on his radio show in the seventies. 
he was it was like the headquarters in the 60s of all the college republicans of california would like there were a whole ass headquarters on the run the property on the property as the uh, counter you know the counter to the counterculture is the what's that like white building across the street it's like a replica of some kind of yeah independence hall independence yeah. hall yeah. that's not him that's but it's just like but it's part of the yeah you get to it and the story of the place itself is fascinating I mean it started out as just a berry stand I mean, it was a farm and then they had they sold pies from a stand and, that, and then they started at, there's like waves of bachelorette volume coming at me but I'm oddly not like seeing it I'm not seeing it either. It's like this. It's like this amorphous. It's like a blob of female sound attacking. And you're perfectly at peace, but I'm being. I feel threatened by it because I'm thinking of the sound quality. I'm on edge, but you're a little bit on edge. But I don't want to push you. I'm just saying I'm getting a little like. I'm like, is this going to be? I don't want this to be something that's like that hard to listen to. You know? Oh yeah. Well, we can go outside after. Whatever. Extremely hot plate, so please be careful. I like that. Um, question. Can we have some salt and... Do you have ranch dressing? Oh man, I need to write a letter. I'm writing a letter. Ranch means so much to me. A pepper, yeah, pepper, salt. How about blue cheese? I do have no, no, no. Uh, maybe that'll maybe that'll be something I can. I just heard the fries. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I have ketchup, mustard, mayo. No. And my only other dressing would be balsamic or blue cheese. Okay, blue cheese. Let's just try, try the blue cheese. Okay. And some more coffee too. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I'll bring utensils and love Thank you. That's no good. Utensils have become a hot commodity at restaurants. It's like. 30-40% of the time, I have to ask for utensils. Isn't that something? Anyway, nothing to disturb your inner peace about. Oh, yeah, certainly not. You're missing utensils. Um, you know, the noise is irritating. It's getting to me now. Only because we're having, I'm trying to have a conversation. If, 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 if we weren't recording this conversation, I wouldn't care as much. No, I kind of would care. But I would also care probably. I would say something about it. Yeah. It's not so much just noise as the, the particular register of it. Uh, it only gets louder at the top. Yeah. It's the cackle. There's a certain witch's cackle. The cacklinous cackle. I think I chose well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had a whole time. Your diet, salt and pepper, and I'll be right back with your blue cheese and coffee. Oh, I'm glad I got the salmon. It, it, you know, it exudes coziness. Yeah. On this bed of spinach and in the cream sauce. Spinach looks really good. Yeah, but please feel free to dabble in the green arts. 
seven. Well, hopefully they last another three years, at least. It does. There's there's a vague sense that all of these old timey places are on are short for this world. But on the other hand, what are they going to be replaced with? I mean, there's nothing new. You know, like it just feels like they're going to invent some new kind of restaurant that's really gray and cafeteria-like and boring, but that's like super efficient for some reason. You know, it feels like that's going to happen, and that people are just going to go along with it. And you know, but I hope it doesn't happen. I mean, you know. Maybe after we die, who cares? I hope it doesn't, but I would actually love like a giant soup cafeteria. Oh, I wouldn't mind cafeteria. I like cafeteria style stuff. But I would want it to have that old timey feel. I would just mind if it became like the only thing. Whatever, this new restaurant for like. The thing is that people are becoming stupider and stupider about cooking. So I feel like there's going to be a hybrid place where people just eat every day, like they do in college. They have that already. It's called like Google and Apple. Oh, right. All those places that eat, people literally eat like three meals a day. Yeah. <laughs> you have to eat at work. Yeah. Oh well, whatever. No, it's fine. I'm open to new ideas actually, but I just don't want like all these old time places to go away. Because they never open a restaurant. No new restaurant is ever like this. They're always some, they're always like little plates. Yeah, they're always like tiny little plates that like where the dishes look like they were designed on Instagram or something. Or they were designed in like in Canva. It's like little Instagraphic dishes. You know, they all have the patois of whatever trendy things people are seeing on whatever the chef shows are. That's okay. I'm, I'm not complaining. Inner peace, inner peace. Way, Alec. Huh? It's the only way, Alec. What's the inner piece? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we're lucky because here, the great thing about being in LA is that it's so big that no matter how much they get rid of things in, in the world, you're always going to find it here. That's true. They also have to keep places like this open for filming. That's also true. Also true. They're, also, always, they're always filming at um, Monty Bar. Have you been there? Film 7, like just towards Westlake from downtown. I'm sure I'm... That sounds it's really, really cute place. I have to... You know, I have to check it out. But like... If you go there any night of the week that it's open, it's like, how do they have this huge bar that is always empty? You know, right. Like, maybe 12 to 20 people there ever. Besides the days that they're filming stuff there, up and down the street, there's like fans and people and it's all crawling everywhere. Yeah. 
Interesting. Uh, yeah, I, have to, I wonder if I've been there. I, I, it sounds like I must have, but... Coffee or bougie? Yes, thank you. Inner peace, I'm not saying anything. Inner peace. Um, yeah, also, I mean, when Jack was here during the for the September event, he, 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 he found they were going off in Downey and shit, and they found some steakhouse. I forget the name. I have. I hope he remembers the name. This huge steakhouse that was like half of which is a dance hall for Mexicans. Oh, yeah. It was a Sunday night. Mexicans were flooding in, you know, like Pachuco style to dance up a storm. They gave us a booth outdoors where they let us smoke. And it was paradise. Paradise. That we could in Downey or commerce, whatever. One of the, you know, yeah. Um, I think it was technically commerce. I w- it's a huge place. Never heard of it in my life, of course. Like, there would be no way, you know. Like, been there forever, type of thing. Well, the suburbs need steakhouses too. Huh? The suburbs need steakhouses too. Oh no, they have more than we have. They, that's very, that's the kind of thing that only typically only exists in this more further out you go. You know, we have some old school holdovers but a lot of them have closed down Pacific Dining Car has closed down Never even got Do you, to go there. have you ever heard of Pacific Dining Car no okay so there were two locations one in downtown um, and one that's the original and one in Santa Monica both of which a fancy steakhouse this isn't even like this is not even we're not even talking like this place I described like this is like the high high level prices generally speaking high level everything very old place. It's a Pacific dining car. It's like the, the theme is a train. You're in a train dining car. Everything very elegant. 24 hours. 24 hours. Both locations. Gone. With the wind. Poof! I like painting up one 24 hour Well, there's that. There's the diner in, in Silver Lake. Uh, Astro. That's twenty. That was always. That's that's been twenty four ever since they reopened and stuff. Uh, that's a bit pretty much. I can't. Well, there's is, Denny's. Is France it, it's gotten better. It's gotten like three a.m. But it's not twenty four. Used to be twenty four, and so did House of Pies. But it's like a, it's gotten later. It's like three a.m. on Friday uh, on weekends, and maybe one a.m. on the rest of the day. Not the same. And then, of course, Denny's is 24, Norm's is 24, the, the two chain, you know. Um, but in terms of non-chain, that's 24. No, just, just Astro, as far as I'm aware. Um, even Mel's is not 24. It, I think it's like 3 a.m. or, you know, or maybe it's 24 on the weekends now, but... Like, 3 on the weekends. Yeah, yeah, no, no like... Like midnight on weekdays, three on the weekends. I don't even know, but I don't think it's 24. And that, of course, was always 24. But forget the diner. Forget the diner. This is a fancy restaurant that was 24. That's that's, really cool. that's different. Yes. Yes. That hits different. That's a place that I would have loved to go at 4 a.m. just to have a drink and to read a script or some bullshit, you know? 
Yeah, Rita. I mean, it's crazy, like, even in hotels, you can barely even get room service after 1 a.m. Oh, after 10. Fuck. Inner peace. Just go to bed hungry. Stay skinny. Yeah, stay skinny. Nothing you can do, nothing you can change. But what if you can change it, Barrett? What if you're Mormon rage? Would you? I don't think there's Mormon rage. Oh, that's right. What if you're? What if? You, what if you're? What's it? Lapsed? Relapsed? What's it? What is it? What's the word when you're like no longer the thing? But if you're lapsed, Mormon rage. Yeah. Could actually change the world and bring back the Pacific dining car and cause all manner of upheaval that it's a political cause I can get behind yeah the 24 hour restaurant I just don't feel like they're laughing at good jokes you know what I mean it doesn't seem like they, those girls would like laugh at something that's actually funny they're probably saying right now after that big laugh the four of them they're probably saying, like, no, wait, five of them. They're like, oh, that was so funny because you weren't punching down. <laughs> that was a very punching up joke they laughed at. <coughs> I wish you had brought me, like, a real That would have been really helpful. Like, this is fine. No, that's for, very, that's for butter. very tender. I didn't know what the fuck. <laughs> I did not know what I was getting into. I guess you would have enjoyed it. I actually did like her on the show. She was good. No problem with her. I always really only like the ones who are cute as boys. I thought it was going to be more of a... Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know what I was expecting. I thought it was going to be a little bit more immersive. And it was just more like, alright, you go through a thing. You go through like... Uh, some photo op opportunities and stuff and then you sit down and you watch a drag show kind of thing like it wasn't it wasn't like what I was had what I really had in mind you need to run your own filthy Armenian Christmas yeah exactly well that's what I am I am a 24 hour restaurant that yeah that's with right with a show with a show and with like um, <clears throat> periods of, of, of like like debate and sermons and like you know judgment a lot of judgment wouldn't be wouldn't be right without enough judgment no you can't just like peacefully enjoy yourself no, you like deliberation yeah things need to be weighed in the balance and found wanting <laughs> 
sleep on the land, guys. Is it good? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna try. Talk me into it. It's also the hugest portion I've ever seen. That's good. It looks good. It looks really tender and juicy. <laughs> looks like it's melting right off the bone. Thank you. Be sure to take some spinach that you were on. Yeah. I like the sauce. That's the sauce is where the money is, you know. The cream sauce is where the the action really is going down. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes to the lamb. Yes. Well you hear it here first. Wednesday night, lamb shack night at Tex. Spread the word. For the next three years. Yeah, for the next three years. <laughs> then we'll reevaluate. Yeah. I'm going to Wee Spa tomorrow. Wait, is tomorrow Friday? No. I'm going Friday. Okay. Oh, we we're gonna we have to do a thing at Wee Spa. I've never been before. Oh, okay. Can you case it out as yeah. a pot like Okay. I think it could be in, like, oh, I, don't know, it's important. I don't know where you'd be able to, like, that's slip, what I'm, that's slip what I'm trying, That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, maybe you can gauge the scenario situation. Because there's, I know there is a restaurant there. And there's some areas of, like, co-ed. Right. Areas, too. Where, like, you are clothed, and so maybe you could, like... Well, if you can kind of like suss it out, yeah, because that would be a cool spot. For those who don't know, Wee Spa is where the, uh, the the tranny got kicked out, right? And it was a big uproar. Yeah, and then it big turned out that that individual is, was like a registered sex offender. Right. So there was a huge protest in 2020. Right. Yeah. So Not those, to be like, confused with a registered sex defender, which is where I am. I've registered on the sex defender, <laughs> on the sex defender list, but yeah, was he some, was a little bit more pervert. Yeah, sex yeah. pervert. That went into the women's locker room. Yeah. He patrons were upset. We spot kicked that person out. Yeah. And it was like all filmed. And then there was protests defending right. the pervert. The sex pervert. Yeah, everyone everyone gathered around to defend the sex pervert. And of course, when the twist was revealed, that was not covered by all the people who covered the protest. Which was everywhere. You know? So, inner peace, as they say. Inner peace. Yeah.
That was very good. Is it, is it just me or is our hold on this inner piece pretty tenuous? Elaborate. I'm speaking jokingly, of course, but you know, we have to like. You have to really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, are people are people with inner peace able to change the world for the better? That we, that it needs to be the ways that it needs to be changed. That's the question. That's like the big, you know, billion dollar question. I mean, I don't have any ambition of changing the world. I'm not saying you do. No, I'm saying I'm asking it as a. But I'm an abstract can question. You, can you change the world? You know. Have probably just depends on what kind of ways you're trying to change the world. Well, let's say you want to do something about the mounting zombie problem on our streets, or the 24-hour restaurant problem, the zombie problem, the Wii Spot problem. I think you could do all that with some interviews. It's compatible? Yeah. yeah. Maybe you're if, right. you have, if you have like clear purpose, you can do it. You can just take, you, you need that piece to keep your like. You can just take a machete and like drive out every, all the zombies while maintaining a state. I keep thinking that we should, you know, bring back Molotov cocktails. Uh -huh. Those places seem really flammable. I can see, uh, yeah, they do. <laughs> the problem is we don't want to take out an entire freeway system in the process, necessarily. But, you know, you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. Even if those egg, egg shells contain your inner peace. <laughs> hey, you can always return to inner peace. Yeah. You can temporarily suspend your inner peace, right? Yeah. Oh, temporary suspension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, how long does it take to execute 50 vagrants? I mean, I've never... I Honestly, I, I have to time it next time, but I, I, I didn't use my stopwatch. Yeah, and then, you know, you take a, <laughs> take a beat after that. You're back to inner peace. Back to inner peace, yeah. I like that idea. I think, you know, off and on inner peace. Like, you know, and you it's might, like a faucet. You need the peace while you're dealing with the cleanup. That's true, you do. And it, it's probably, you know, it's that routine, the sweeping of the blood is probably good for your peace, you know. It probably feels really good to yeah. wash blood off your hands. Just like, oh yeah, well-deserved, well-earned blood. Yeah, like, for sure. Just like that shh, you know, the water Honor, Blood honorably spent. Yeah, honorably spent. The, the, then there's this curious thing where Oh no, sorry, I thought that was one guy and three girls, but it's actually a double date. Because it's, one of them looks like a girl. It's two women and two men with long hair. With long hair. Dude looks like a lady. And then in front of us, there's one guy with two girls. Which I'm gonna take your, I'll take your word for it and I'll look over when I have a chance. Oh, yeah. It's, on your side, it's two girls and there's that. 
the coffee. Good. Fresh. Fresh. Very pleased with the coffee. Couldn't be more, couldn't be happier. Almost enough to give me a measure of inner peace. But then the caffeine. You can overdo it. Huh? You can overdo it? Yeah. Or, oh. You can overdo it or you like can just oh, drink coffee all night? No, no, I, I can totally overdo it. But I'm also in a place where like I've been moving all day. I have a ton of unpacking to do. Not that I'm going to do it tonight, but whatever. Like, I feel like no matter what, I'm going to be exhausted. You know, when you've done a lot of labor, you have that you've earned the right to do a little drugs. Yeah. Because like you're gonna like specifically coffee. I mean, like it's like when you're on vacation, and you're walking a lot, and you're like getting a lot of sun. Yeah. Like you can have tons of coffee, which is fine. Yeah. Whereas if you're just sitting, you know, if you're just like having, doing the monastic thing, the caffeine becomes a fucking problem. Yeah. I might go for one more cup. I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm NGL. I. Last week, the week before, I think I over-caffeinated to the point that I woke up at 5 in the morning, uh-huh. went, walked down the hall to the bathroom, and I, I felt my heart rate like spike uh-huh. immediately on the walk, and I'd start feeling kind of like dizzy and lightheaded, and I was like, oh, maybe I like stood up too fast, or I don't know. I was able to pee and, and start walking down the hall back to my room, and I fainted in the hallway. Collapsed on the floor. Wow. Like I completely like blacked out for two, two, three seconds. Not very long. That's stood back up, collapsed a second time, made it back into my room, you know, to bed, and I had a giant water bottle. So I was like drinking it, but not too fast because I was worried I would like drink too much water too fast. I don't know. That's um, crazy. Yeah, it was really scary. Wow. And then later, it's kind of funny. I think I just was, yeah, like dehydrated and had a bunch of coffee and I had a Celsius at like 8 p.m. the night before. And, uh, I don't know. It's easy to forget to drink water. Yeah, totally. It's really easy. But I also don't really understand the people with like who love around giant water bottles. Like that's ridiculous. Because that seems like why? It, it seems deranged. Like oh, you have to lug this around so you can take one sip every forty-five minutes or yeah. whatever. Drink a bunch of water in the morning. Maybe you need a water bottle like that at the gym. Frankly, it's also just dorky to walk around with a fucking water bottle hanging from your ass. You know what I mean? It's like walking around with a backpack everywhere too, you know, with a water bottle in it. It's just like, are we in middle school? You know, act adult. And anyway, I like the look of buying a water bottle, carrying my Evian. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Keep talking the Evian. Yeah, but I think I must have I'm just guessing I was dehydrated and over-caffeinated. I don't know why. I thought about going to like a ready medi, but... By 12 hours later, I was like, I think I'm okay.
have such a distrust of the public nowadays. You know, like say, say. They have it. Yeah, like they have it. I noticed it the moment she arrived. Yeah. I noticed her looking yeah. over at her. What but we haven't even been saying anything that's like no, clockable. No. We've said nothing clockable. I wasn't sure. I was like, is it just because of this? Like, maybe it's that. Maybe that maybe or Maybe they think that we're commenting on people, which is technically what we are doing, but not really. Not really. We could be way cooler. And we'd be just I choose not to be. Huh? No, we're choosing. No, we're choosing inner peace. difference between my dispositions it's not inner peace it's not about uh, it's more like yeah there's a measure of there's a measure of you take what you take people as they are take things as they are because you feel your own you feel like your own groove is you feel like a certain momentum for yourself. Yeah, what I'm doing is working for me. Right, exactly. And anything that I might reject in other people either like won't bother me because it doesn't really affect me. Or if it does, they'll end up hanging themselves with their own behavior. Right. And I won't have to be a participant. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I can just know later that I was right, of had course. a good judge of character. But, you know, it's hard for me to do this because so much of my life revolves around me being somewhere and observing people and having thoughts and thinking of those thinking those thoughts and so it's either going to be generally warm and you know but warm and positive and amused yeah amused warm all that like that's observing people and just sort of like noticing what's going on with them yeah is totally fine until you feel the need to like change them right as long as it doesn't cross into like I want to control and change oh yeah you, of course then, yeah. then like there's nothing wrong with even being like judgmental to <laughs> well uh, yeah I mean I know I can't well you, you know I don't know. You want to feel the. In my case, I'm speaking only for myself, not for others. I don't recommend this. Like, I don't recommend this at home. Don't, don't, don't try this at home. But sometimes I have felt the ability 
obviously it may only be an illusion, but illusions of this kind also have their way of like creating their own reality. Where you have ability where you're like you look at people and you're like, you know, I can if if this stranger and I were to interact right now, may, you know, more more likely than not, or there's a good chance that I can maybe brighten up this stranger's uh, world in some way. You know, whether it's just by being nice to them, by being saying something funny, whatever it is, whatever the context may be. You know? or, 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 or find, I, or, or just from my vantage point, from a purely Christian perspective, find their uh, soul of interest. Like, just, you know, just want to, you want to root for them, you want to just, uh, yeah, you know, that, just like a little, I mean, a lot of my, a lot of the strongest, a lot of the most, a lot of the, the most, the most, um, a lot of my revelations have come from uh, uh, looking at strangers. <coughs> There's some pepper that is not going to get out of my throat. <laughs> I've had a lot of like a lot of the thought, a lot of like breakthrough thoughts, a lot of big moments have come from being surrounded by strangers and observing strangers. And just kind of like. Beholding a scene, taking it all in, not no no great specifics, you know, and just like yeah. So yeah, take it all in. The analysis, the figuring out, puzzling it all out. That happens later. But also, you're just like you're picking up vibes. You're picking up energies. You're picking up. You know, what are these people doing here on a Wednesday night? You know. And I'm sure they're asking the same thing of the two of us with our little fucking recorder. I hope this is picked up some. Is, when that goes off, that's that the peak. Mad? Yeah, <laughs> that's. <bad. laughs> but you know, that's like. I can't tell. The problem is that that's not. It's not about us. That's like that's the room. That's the room being too loud. That's a peak. That means peak. Hopefully, we get something. Oh, I mean, it'll be fine. It's probably. It's just going to be on probably a delay. You know, people are going to be like, I don't even sound loud. Can you make it? Can you make some loud? Whatever. I understand. I understand their uh, their struggle. Inner peace. But the thing is, if we sat in a quieter place, we wouldn't be having this particular conversation. Because a lot of it has been based on what we've been dealing with with these fucking hyenas and cackling, cacophonous cacklers. 
they're the same people. The ones I know, I know. And it feels like they're the same, but they're becoming even more so. You know, like it's, it feels like the same people are multiplying. You know what I mean? He's like, where are they coming from? What are they doing? Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with a guy going to dinner with two women, but what is this? What exactly is going on here? I still haven't turned over to look at that. Well, just, you know, look, you go turn for your purse, and there you go. You have a purse. We'll call it a purse. Nice. Those are nice headphones. It's a very nice purse. It's green leather purse. What are those? Maseratis? Martians. I don't know that brand. It's a brand of amps. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That mean, I've heard of Martians. <laughs> now that you mention it. Now that you mention it. Um, so what's your, what is your takeaway? Ah, yeah, it's their gare. Yeah. He's probably. Oh yeah, I, I just heard it. I just heard it out. I should have known. I should have known. I, he's probably planning one of their weddings. Yeah. Either way, yeah. he's volunteered. He's volunteered to plan it. Lip balm is always a good, good. Are you in the mood for dessert of any kind? I don't know what their options are, but we can check. Oh, well, let's ask. Why not? We have not been. We also go outside and just Oh, good point. Yeah. We have not been solicited in quite some time. She died. She heard us talking about slashing vagrants. She's reporting us. She's reporting us to the Substack police. We're going to be exposed. I'm glad I'm not alone in my, you know, generally antagonistic uh, stance at the tour of this room. Oh, yeah. Because it, it's a complete distraction from the holiday cheer all throughout. <laughs> okay, good. So like, it's I'm not just like the Grinch cute chortling, it's like really irritating. Right, right. Okay, good. I'm not, no, I'm no, it, it's, it's always comforting to know that you're not completely alone. No, it's like extremely <laughs> okay. In your lack of inner peace. And also, like, I don't think I ever sound like that. Like, <laughs> no. Well, we don't, but we're now... Yeah, I don't know. No, it's like... It's there a is display of laughter. Yeah, yeah. And shrieking. It's not real. It's not real. There's something fake about it. If it was real holiday jolly cheer, if it was really jolly... Yeah, we'd be like, yeah. Who are they? Who are they? Zero desire to go be with any of these people. I can't think of one that I want to be with. And that's maybe the... Maybe that's, that's the crux of the problem. Is that if if I if I feel like I want to be with those people, if I feel like I want to, oh, would love to 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 
uh, third wheel that or to you know pop in for a little pop and chat or whatever. Maybe that's me. And I'm looking. I'm like, I have. I'm still. I'm not interested. That's the thing, though. But that's also like, that's an increasing situation for me in general. Like, I'm looking around, and it's not exclusively this way. But I used to be where like, oh. No, I was never the type, you know, my friend, my friend uh, DJ Boytoy, you know, the filthy Egyptian, you met him. Uh, he's the type who will strike up a conversation with literally anybody and everybody. Like, like anybody. I mean, and, you know, he's obviously gotten a little bit, you know, select, more selective than he used to be. He used to be literally, he was still, I mean, even if he doesn't like someone, it'll end up, it'll happen. He's a genius at this. But like, I'm much more, I have my moments. There are moments when I'm very, like, less and less lately, you know? Great. Another coke, diet coke, or another coffee. We want another coffee, but also what's for dessert? I have dark chocolate mousse, creme brulee, a peach tart a la or an apple tart a Is anything appeal to you? We'll just go, I'll just take another cup. I'll bring a fresh cup of right back. Thank you. Did you need a box? Uh, no. May I take this out of your way? Mm -hmm. I'll bring a back with a fresh cup of it. Okay. Um, I can get along with anyone when it's like forced conditions. Yeah. For Mason College. Whatever, coworkers, like I'll just kind of, I can get into it and kind of enjoy people of all types. Yeah. But I do not ever warm up to like random strangers. I don't like chit chat at the grocery store. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing like that. I'm very like. Yeah. Not reaching out. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. I have my moments. I mean, I've had, I've had like the part, part of it is because a little part of my brain is like, you know, don't be lazy. See what's up. You know, this is your job, just to find out what's going on. <laughs> you know, that's true. And I've had, I've had some interesting encounters with some interesting characters, based purely off of one or one or the other of us. Usually, that usually, well. Usually them, honestly, lately. But in other circumstances, me. Like in a gay, in a gay, uh, like dance environment, it's usually me doing the uh, making the person. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I say that like, yeah, usually me. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's not me. But of the ones that I'm, of the ones that I guess I should really say. Of the ones that I end up actually 
continuing with, it's usually the ones that end up like, you know, like that's what I mean. You're a hunter. Well, they're not going to be that. I mean, you know, I'm not like, I'm like too old to be the prey at this point. You know what I mean? I, mean, I still get, I, I'm not like, it's like you can't. But I'm also I'm also stimulated by the I can't imagine you ever enjoying being the prey. <laughs> like, well, I mean, if it was Jacob Delorty preying on me, I'd enjoy it all the way. But like, what's that? That's not going to happen. I am I am like you know, I do feel weird about being the prey when I'm not like. But it's nice when it's nice when someone is like. so much being the prey it's more just like if someone is like someone exhibits an interest you know jump like goes out of their way to exhibit an interest and you're and it's mutual that's yeah, yeah. a great feeling yeah. but, but I'm not like someone who like the mere fact that someone's exhibiting an interest isn't enough to yeah. excite me yeah it's like not like I'm just like you know either there's a there there there's a no there there and that's that I'm like ooh what a pricey pussy am I <laughs> woohoo but that's what I meant. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although maybe I should be, I should probably, you know. Take, I, I should probably relax my, I should probably be grateful for any crumb of attention, you know, at some point. You don't want to like, uh, I try to be as nice as possible even when I'm not interested. Like, I don't, I try to not. And sometimes I try to, I, sometimes I've learned to, you know, force myself to play along just for a little bit, just to, you know, it's like, what yeah, happened? Yeah, yeah, just to, for karma's sake, you know. Um, uh, but, you know, but there is something, I've always been stimulated by the idea of, Converting a distant creature into someone who's now part of the story. You know what I mean? Someone who's not like seeing people who are straight. This is back to the stranger theory, but like someone who really, really is a stranger. That person who, in normal life, you know, you're not. You don't end up in the same conversation with or same table. This goes for many. I'm not talking about just like. Uh, erotic scenarios it's general like I, I like I've always like I've, there's a distance between I've always kind of been in, in environments where I do not belong and usually it's very aggravating because it feels like I'm just swimming against the current you know, constantly like, like every every single fucking phase of my life has been up against the current of some kind like Right down to living in LA, like everyone thinks that I'm better off in New York. You know, I'm more like my personality, my big mouth, you know, abrasive, cantankerous. You belong in your grandmother's apartment. Well, fuck. <laughs> I've always been against the current. I've always been like, oh, so I'm like, 
Like, you know, I'm in the, I'm like, you know, stranger in a strange land kind of thing. Or a stranger in my own hometown. Whichever, whichever song is more apt. <laughs> They're both songs. And the positive part of that is the is the is when I'm is when I'm, is when my um, energy is up and where I take it on is like I, I embrace the challenge. I embrace the challenge of of bridging a gap, of bridging, bridging, making a bridge. And then the other part is when you're overwhelmed by the distances and you just feel kind of alien. Do you feel like a stranger among the homosexuals? Um, yes. <laughs> Don't you think? Yes. Have I, have I, has it not been clear? No, not among you guys. No, yeah, yeah. Obviously. Um, I'm okay. I cut you off? Yeah, I'm going to okay. cut myself off. <laughs> I'll be right back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Can't you see? I mean, not you guys are the first... The, the, the Twitter the Twitter gays are the first time I have it. Uh, you know, other than when, it, like, my old, old gay friends were, like, you know, 70s to 90s and didn't even know I was gay. That's a separate topic. That's a separate, obviously, that doesn't count. But in terms of, like, environment, like, yeah, when I'm in a WeHo bar, do I feel like I belong there? <laughs> what do you think? I don't feel like I do. I mean, you know, I know you probably don't either, but, like, I, I really don't fucking do. Yeah. There's times when I'm just like, you know, because I mean, obviously I've been like, I mean, I've, I've been chronicling how I've been forcing myself to try and tolerate faggots for the last few years. But like, there are times when I'm in a room and, I'm, and they'll be like, okay, girls, everybody get me down. And I'm just like, I'm singing and I'm watching and I'm like, I, I could, I might as well be like Vladimir Putin right now <laughs> in this room. Like, there is nothing about that. Hey, girls, why don't you, why don't you pounce over here to the. <laughs> I'm like I'm. I'm not hearing the call. Like I'm just. I'm just not. Try as I might. Not that I'm trying to do yeah, that like, anyway. But you know I'd what I mean. I'd love like, to see it. I'm trying to make. I'm trying to make the the thing work somehow. You know. So yeah, that's just another example. It's a big one. It's like it's more. I know, but obviously then from the you know there's there was always a subliminal disconnect from the straight world, which I wasn't even conscious of, I just thought, which a lot of people feel too, for their own reasons that are nothing to do with the, any contrary yeah, sexual like, influence. Yeah, because there's a whole bunch of people who feel alienated, and I'm not the alienated type. I'm not the someone who goes, whoa, 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 you know, I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty extroverted in the, in a certain sense. Yeah. Oh. Like, I'm ready for the, not to feel alienated, you know? Yeah, to a certain degree, who isn't alienated? Exactly. That's why I like. I, there's always a. I'm always trying to separate what's a normal, average part of existence from my from my, from my like oh so oh so special, you know, point of view. It's not. No, a lot of this is a common experience. But we all have our own little flavor of it too. Dash and flavory. Your own dash of clinical alienation. Clinical, yeah, yeah, exactly. Our own little special, a little a special peppermint twist. A special little uh, lentil, uh, whatever. 
or champagne cream sauce uh, of alienation. But like, you know, when everyone starts talking about track, when everyone starts talking about all the gay shit, and everyone starts talking about Taylor Swift or, you know, Lana or whatever, it's like, it's foreign language to me. I mean, not that I can't get into, thank you. Not that I can't get involved. I thought she just brought us chocolate loose unasked. She's gonna be like, compliments of the house. But no, no such, no such magnanimous gesture from our, uh, oh well, we dream on. I guess we can say she seems to have a positive attitude for being the only waitress in the whole restaurant. That is true. She is the only waitress in this giant room full of cackling bachelorettes. I'll give her that. Absolutely. There's two. There's a second one. Right, this one too. Uh, I think she is also a waitress but thinks she's the hostess. So she's just going around like casting spells. Yeah. Okay. She was the one who felt the need to also say, sit anywhere you'd like after someone two seconds before her had also said. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we could find another less uh, less busy spa. We spa? Yeah. You could record it. If that one's like too difficult to go in there and conspicuous, or maybe being in a busy one would be, you can go more unnoticed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you can you can probably suss it out when you go as to whether it's you know possibility or not. And I've never been to a spa in this town. Ever. Never been to one of the many Korean spas. I know. So it would be a you know landmark in many ways. A landmark I saw a holiday card this year, greeting card, whatever. It's like, happy holidays. It was like, bows and birds and whatever on it, and a giant menorah. Cool. No, I was like, okay, cool. The reason for the season. <laughs> Not Nereus in the Santa. Even St. Nicholas got canceled. Even what? Even St. Nicholas got canceled. Well, he's the <laughs> he's the whitest, deadest male of them all, so that's not a surprise. But he's fat. He is fat. Doesn't he get that at least? But that's not enough to like, that's not going to get the body pos people on board, you know? They only like you if you're like Instagram brown, you know? Like Instagram, like whatever weird color they use for every single graphic. One of the emojis in the middle of the spectrum. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, 
like basically lentil, 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 <laughs> lentil brown, lentil brown. <laughs> lentil brown. It's weird. It's weird that they got so fucking. It, it, that Santa Claus is, is specifically attracted so much, so much like contempt and ire. I, I I've never understood this. I've never understood why people get mad about Santa Claus. Like going. Well, there's a new reason. Now. Well, it's probably an old reason, but Even I discovered. Book, go ahead. I discovered a reason I'd never heard of before. That was like certain parents don't want to tell their kids about Santa Claus because they want credit for giving them gifts. So I kids. feel like those parents should be shot in the fucking head. What the hell? I feel like if you are that much of a miser, and if you're that, if you're that fucking... That, that's just... Like... I don't even know where to begin. Also, like, are your kids really giving you credit? For anything you do, for no. Anyways, like, they're why just, would they they're, your kids are entitled, snotty brats that will never give you gratitude, but they do feel gratitude to Santa Claus. They I do feel really, gratitude yeah. to Santa Claus because they know that Santa Claus don't gotta come by at all. Santa Claus can give fuck up, tell them to fuck off. Yeah. And if Santa Claus comes by, they're like, oh, thank you, Santa. I'm and, gonna be good this year. And one day it just seems like it's gonna bite them in the ass when they realize all their. Potentially, other friends like did have Santa Claus. Like you're, you're gonna get credit for doing the wrong thing. You're gonna get credit for like being a miser. This is always a thing. Like it's so stupid. Right, it's just... I'll be right back with those girls. Thank you. Thank you. What did you just say? It's Christmas, people. Did she give a bad tip? Yeah, it kind of seemed like that was. That, that was in reaction to to a bad tip from the gay from the gay with the two coworkers. She seemed pretty. I'm a miffed. Miffed. I just caught the tail end of it though, so I'm guessing why else would she say to herself, "It's Christmas, people." I didn't see her wait on that, so. I didn't either, but that doesn't matter. She could just be commenting on the general state of the tip. Another dark moment. Are we supposed to do more than? 20 to 25 now? Huh? Are we supposed to do more than 20 to 25? Well, who knows what they left? No, we're not supposed to do more than 20. Fuck that. No. 20 and just kind of... 20. That's it. 20. Whatever's re- nice, yeah, double easy the, number. Double, yeah, yeah, double it go up and round up, go up a little bit, whatever. She wanted a holiday tip. Not with that attitude. This music is also strangely panicked as it's a, as it's like coming to my ear. Like, hear it again. <laughs> it's like. I mean, it's it, it, it's suitable to the general. When I stepped out to the bathroom, I, they were playing Amy Grant Christmas. Amy Wax Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little. It's like it's now like, that the people are quiet, quieter, the music is shrill. Something of a Titanic, yeah, shrill Titanic violin. This is like the last Christmas. <laughs> this is like the ship is going down.
Yes, of have course. Have a good night. Thank you for joining us. boarded up for? Close, open, close many times. Oh my Throughout God. like 2020, 2021, but it's like totally closed. It's done. Yeah. Sad. I think I knew that, but still, yeah. That is sad. Yeah. Another diner bites the dust. Goodbye, bright spot. Pathetic. There's, there's not still a fence around the inside of this thing. Oh my gosh. I don't think so. I think they took it down. How does... Is that to... What was the fence for? The Keeping fence... They got rid of, like, the... I guess north side of the lake. had, like, a permanent... Great. That they cleared out. Nothing like a permanent encampment. It was disgusting. They're... <laughs> But this was like, they have like tent after tent after tent. Right. Awnings and like camping chairs and like they were just hanging out there all day. All night. So they put up this fence, cleared that out. And the fence stayed up for a long time. I think they took it down. We should be able to walk around here. Any hour of the day. Or night. Of course. Of course you should. <laughs> you go to the 24-hour restaurant. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the way it's supposed to be. Here's uh, Amy Semple McPherson's temple. Who's that? The, the uh, famous superstar preacher from the 1920s and 30s, who was like, they, they, you know, one of the major historical figures of LA. She was this, just, it was a sensation. She would film and broadcast her, like, you know, Broadway-style sermons. Um, she would heal people and all this oh shit, God. and she's, she's a, yeah, it's just like. That's what this is? Yeah, right here. Yeah, what was it called? Actually, I always forget the literal name of it. Um, and was she like exposed as a god? Or? Oh, I mean, you know, there's always been. I'm sure there's something, something. But she was, she was, she's been depicted in many a different movie. We can cross here and take a look. She, she's been depicted in many a show and many a movie. And I mean, she's really one of the like. She, like, she's really one of the major figures of Hollywood history, of L.A. history. It was huge. Like, this was like the first 
major celebrity type of church type of thing too. It was like she. There was a time when she disappeared. I think there was a she disappeared for like whatever number of days and then reappeared. And I think that that the story of her. Her excuse for disappearing, the, the 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 explanation, which is which was something to do with her like losing her memory or so, I don't know. There was something there that was like a little bit, I think, probably debunked. Yeah, this is the Angelus Temple, the Angelus Temple. There's a person wrapped up on its foot. Church of the Four Square Gospel, and there she is, Angelus Temple. 1923. 19, it's a hundred years old. About to be 101. About to be 101. Dedicated unto the cause of interdenominational and worldwide evangelism. And domination. And domination. <laughs> Angelus Temple, a hundred years old. What a pity that I forgot my cigar. What a pity. Mm. I mean, I might as well have a camel if we're gonna. Oops, I think I just press. No, okay, it's working. Merci. A hot pink lighter to go with it. So. Yeah, by the way, I'm not gonna. Not to belabor a small point, but. Have you noticed how the the, the normal size Bic lighters don't work? Oh, they don't. They suck. They literally don't. You have to get the small one. Yeah. Or get a different lighter. How is a such a standard product for so long so shitty? That's what I don't understand. Who knows? Um, so as a late in life now chain smoker. <laughs> One thing that I'm trying to understand <laughs> is like the various brands of cigarettes. Like I don't have any uh, sense of what each one like affinity might mean. Like what kind of associations you might have with someone who smokes Marlboros versus Camels. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. I just know that, you know, people be talking about American spirits and stuff and whatever. I don't know what the flavor distinctions are or, or what. So it's basically there aren't I mean, like no, there are. Like a gas station. They're kind of subtle. I mean, you, you hear people say, you know, you hear them tell it. There's like a huge difference, but I don't ask me. But, but... The, the I picked up on it. Yeah. Okay, so clearly, your your cigarette smoking has gone through the roof since you gave up alcohol, <laughs> right? Because that's what everyone says. Everyone, that's everyone. Yeah. You have to do something with your hands. Instead of lick, lick liquor off of them. Oh yeah. No offense. No others. No others. No encampments. No public nuisances. No 
public nuisances, no cacklers, no bachelorettes. I might also add that it's cold, so... It is cold. Maybe that's part of it. Yeah, it scares them away, maybe. I don't know, though. One thing I, I don't do and I probably should do is come to the park during the day when it's full of people and, you know, see what shenanigans I can observe, but uh, I never do that anywhere. I don't go to Griffith Park. I don't go here. Oh, really? I just don't. I mean, I just don't. I don't know why. I Maybe I should uh, make a concerted effort. Well, you like to do walks at night. That's the thing, yeah. I'm usually walking. I mean, I walk during the day too. It's just like, it's not. It's like it going to Griffith Park re requires me going uphill, and it's just not in my typical route. But I can do it. It's not that. It's not that far out of the way. But uh, yeah, at night it's obsolete. But. But this is a great spot here where you got the lake and downtown, you know, peeping up from behind it. That's how I like it. It's really nice. During the day, you can see the turtles. Yeah. I used to walk here almost every day during the great intermission. Yeah. Two dogs. Quiet, respectful dogs. Mm -hmm. Placid mutts. What is even that like? Besides those people, an absence of dog walkers, it's not a surprise. Yeah. Oh, how's that going? Quite how's that working out? Pretty well. Comes back to you. Yeah. So, did you have any mem memories of your missionary days that <laughs> yeah. had you know you were ready to share? I mean, um, yeah, like I don't. We didn't really get into that last time. No, I don't think so. I don't remember exactly, but I think we were mostly talking about the present. Yeah. 
so have you ever talked to any missionaries before? Like, have they ever cornered you on the street? Oh. Tracked you into your house? Or? And it's never gone very far. I think I've had, I've, I, I remember there was a couple in, on, a tra- on a train in France, okay. in the south of France, and I, but they weren't like, you know, they weren't uh, they were trying me. going somewhere. Yeah, they were just going somewhere. Yeah. And I, they were very young, and I was, it was just cute to see them. Yeah. So you haven't had any, like, direct interaction? I mean, you know, my friend's mom, who, my friend who was, like, so embarrassed by it, his mom was, like, trying to convert me, <laughs> you know, after, like, not seeing me for a year or whatever, you know. Like, she was just, like, pushed, really trying hard. And so, so, like, get you to go to church? She was just like, oh, you should really, you know, you should, you should try to go to, yeah, yeah. She's like, you know, just like, it's like, <laughs> and he was like, mom, mom, poor guy. So, yeah, but, like, yeah, he was nice. He's a sweetheart. And I was recounting, you know, those, those days of, to somebody. And I was like, so you go when you're 19. I had done a year of college, but I would say half or less than half have ever left the house before. Like, they're fresh out of high school. You're 19. Maybe you've worked like some minimum wage job. Yeah. But you're like, experience of the world is very little right at this point and you have to there's like tons of rules obviously your schedule is really although it's really self-directed to a certain extent at least I don't know what it's like now but this is when I went 15 16 years ago um, you have like numbers goals that you kind of have to like report which vary depending on like the region of the world that you're in right obviously there's certain areas where there's much more um, the higher conversion rate yeah exactly huh? more yeah, there's efficient like more more openness to like right which are what? religions or whatever. Which are the... Horror... Horrorist, third-worldist... Yeah. More Christian uh, countries also. Like, right. You know, South quote. America, you're going to have way different kind of reaction. Right. To even just having a conversation with somebody. And, um, as opposed to, like, Europe or something. Right. Or Manhattan. I don't know. Um... So, and then you're with, like, an assigned companion for six weeks at a time, and then you kind of, like, rotate around to different areas or different, you get assigned to somebody else. Yeah. Whatever. So, you know, all kinds of, like, things happen. So, I genuinely can't remember, this is just like one that I think is kind of funny, 
it has nothing to do with like what your job is as a missionary this is like what happens when you go back to the apartment at the end of the night um unusually well i guess like for me a lot of the time i lived with like my companion that i was assigned to and then another set of missionaries so it was like four people in the house right in the apartment so there was always a lot of like for all these like white kids from rural idaho or Right. Um, talk about like the change in diet where I went, which was Miami. It wasn't like what I ate every day with like on our own or like with, I ate with a lot of members of the church or random people we were like, you know, trying to get to come to church. They invite you over for lunch. Having like all kinds of like dietary intestinal problems. Right. With this, like, big change in diet. And so there was, like, talk that you should do regular enemas or take... <laughs> oh, my God. To, to do stuff to, like, keep yourself regular as possible. Oh. And I don't know where that was coming from. Like, there's, there was, like, uh, there's also, like, senior couples, like, retired people, married couples who do all kinds of things in the missions like some of them are in charge of like renting the apartments and making sure the rent is all paid and mm-hmm. they do like regular checks to make sure everyone's keeping the apartments clean whatever there's usually a couple who's like the medical one so like if people um, need help finding new doctors or mm-hmm. whatever they're like the nurse for the missionaries um, so there was like rumors that this was coming from them. This encouragement to like do enemas. And so, in a way, this like is like planted in people's minds somehow. I don't know if this is true of other missions, it's just this happened in mine. Yeah. Um, we were like all sitting around talking, and someone was like, okay, this weekend, like, Sunday night because your day off is Monday yeah so like the night before our day off we're, we're gonna like do enemas I was like okay so you know we go by the enemas at CVS or whatever and then we decided to give them to each other oh like a group group enema group enema you know human sent enema yeah basically Interesting. Yeah. That happened twice, two different occasions, different missionaries. Um, And then I get, you know, you're just like kind of sitting around like all getting diarrhea together. That's great. Yeah, kind of gross. Cycling up, cycling, sinking sinking up. Sinking up your... Your diarrhea cycle. Bowel movements. Very uh, and then touching. from there later, we moved on to there's like drinkable laxatives like I can't remember what it's called but there's like lemon flavor and cherry flavor. So for like the last 
I don't know, two or three months, that became a tradition too. Yeah. Every Sunday night we would drink one of those. And then everyone wakes up Monday like shooting their brains out. What else? There's nothing more... Uh, <laughs> there's Just nothing... like all kinds of random like... They become like bonding activities, but... Are weird rituals that you start yourself, like you're forming little shitting cults within. Right. So <laughs> this is a, a very uh, hands-on approach to inner peace. This yeah. is a very opposite of, of course, you know, needless to draw the parallel, draw the the contrast, but nothing is nothing is more contrary to. The disposition you uh, described, <laughs> than being a Mormon missionary, where you're you're taking it upon yourself to save every soul in sight. Yeah. And how are you approaching it? I mean, are you approaching it like an athlete with a challenge? Like you're a kid. I mean, what do you? Are you approaching it like a job? Like, uh, you're clocking in. You're approaching, like the, like, the whole mission? Yeah, I mean... You're approaching it like um, a salesperson, kind of. A salesperson. Yeah, you have these, like, mission-supplied, um, like, schedule, calendar. Mm-hmm. What, what do we call those? Like, I don't know, you're, like, planner. Yeah. And, um every 15 minutes of the day is like divided on onto a piece of paper yeah and then you have like the week on the other side and once a week you like sit down and kind of plan out everything you're going to do people who you're going to see you have like little gaps where you need to figure out what you're going to do right it's pretty yeah like like a sales guy yeah that's why a lot of missionaries when they leave they're good at they're they, really good at like alarm sales yeah <laughs> pest control that's like really really huge yeah you're like you um, want to prevent me from getting into your house again yeah <laughs> converting your kids to the book of mormon and to the way of brigham young you're gonna want one of these doodads <laughs> A sales job, yeah. You're looking at it from a sales perspective, of course. And you report like every week, like different numbers that you like. Right. How many people you contact? Sometimes you're able to throw in a free broom or a free toilet plunger. Yeah. If oh. They act now. Yeah. You like. You know, you fill your time in all kinds of ways. Like you help people move. time there was this guy this member he was like yeah I need you, I need you guys to help me on Saturday help me move some stuff I'm like okay so we show up the, uh, we talked to other missionaries we live with to show up to we get there and he's not there yet so we're just like waiting around and there's this lady kind of like at the house who we don't know yeah can't really tell what's going on um, but she's like going in and out of the house that allegedly were helping him move stuff out. 
he shows up with a moving truck <clears throat> and like it's just weird but I'm like you know we're like a little naive to yeah uh, to the situation and also just like in life and so we think we're there just to like help this guy move maybe help him help this lady who we think he knows move well it turns out he was like evicting her from an apartment that he owned Mm-hmm. And the, the police were there to like make sure she moved out by the end of the day, and he had enlisted us to like help kick her out. <laughs> so after like half hour, we like once they're every, you know he's there, she's there, like freaking out. Yeah. We kind of were like, we can't really like help you. Like this is not this service situation we thought we were. We're in. We're like, we're now unpaid eviction front workers. Yeah. So, what percentage of these bo- these boys like go rogue on, on these missions? Oh, like run away, or or I mean, just like you know, like are lured into a sinful. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I would say it's probably pretty low percentage-wise, but there was an incident where, like, in my mission, where this kid had um, repeatedly been sneaking out at night, and, like, I don't know exactly what, but presumably, like, fornicating with some lady who lived in their apartment building. Yeah. Who they had been, like, trying to teach. Yeah. During the church. And, um, when it came to light, I don't know if that missionary, like, confessed to it, or if someone else ratted him out, but apparently it had happened, like, I want to take a pic of this map that they've drawn inside the uh, yeah. the uh, Angelus Temple. An illustrated guide. <laughs> so, anyway, when that kid gets like found out, he obviously gets sent home uh, dishonorably. Dishonorably. And then, like nine other missionaries who either knew about it and didn't say anything knew something of it also got sent home or reassigned to other missions like disappeared overnight you know any idea where these people boys are I know today where some, well, I know I know uh, we found out eventually which like missions they got reassigned to Florida. and through the grapevine like heard about a couple who just decided they just went home and just like you know yeah um, but I mean what better way to convert someone to your <laughs> church but you know adultery whatever no I know I know they take it seriously obviously obviously <laughs>
But yeah, no, those it's guys It's one were of the like, big ones. Those guys were like disappeared. I just wondered what the percentages were. Also, it, it depends where you are. Yeah. Well, it's definitely going to be low, and it's probably getting lower as we speak. Because how many non-Mormons even have like have the game to, <laughs> to, yeah. to sin anymore? <laughs> it's like it's not that easy. In the olden days, I imagine everyone was just more grown up earlier, you know, and it would have been just a more as it would have been like. I don't know. It, it would have felt like this. Just the forces of reality would have been stronger, and uh, these things would have been more common. But nowadays, I imagine they're highly, they're very, very rare. And also depends where you are. Like I'm, I'm just saying, imagining like imagine more, a couple of Mormons in fucking Paris or Nice, you know, versus poo poo papawa or whatever. Like, I mean, you were in Miami, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty. That's a pretty. Spicy. Hot and spicy place for sure. You know, versus being just in the middle of fucking no, literal nowhere. This is my car. Yeah, dude, I would imagine like the opportunity is higher in some areas. Opportunity, temptation. Um, risk of getting caught or not. That too. Um, I mean, I think the, the guilt weighs on people a lot more. Yeah. But also, like, there's a lot of pressure to do, to do the mission anyway. So... Well, it's your whole life. Yeah. There's, um... There's also probably a lot of pressure to, like, if you do slip up, like, do everything you can not to be caught or, mm-hmm. or fess up. Yeah. Weighing, weighing the options when you're 19 of, like, getting sent home and being publicly kind of dishonored in front of everybody. Yeah. Or God knowing that, you know, believing that God is going to, like, Of course, there's the whole fear of damnation thing. Which isn't really um, the strongest in Mormonism. Oh, it's not? They don't stress it? It's pretty, I would say, like, an an emphasis on, like, forgiveness is much... Like, God will forgive you, kind of, almost anything. Right. Like, even, um, even, like, hell isn't really, like, that strong of a concept for Mormons. They call it, uh, outer darkness. And to go there, you basically have to have, like, been someone who's, like, seen God. Like, you basically have to be, like, the Mormon prophet. To go there, most people aren't in that kind of position. Right. Everybody's safe. Hell is not being Mormon. Hell is life on Earth. <laughs> right. 
to live forever in this godforsaken world? Keep on sinning. Or anyway, like, suffering is something you bring on yourself. Right. I don't know if that's a Mormon thing or my own I mean, view, but... I think the uh, well, more sophisticated understandings or theosophies or whatever, I think they end up defining hell as, you know, kind of the world, like, it's a mirror version of the world we live in, but the hell is the absence of love, right? Isn't that one definition? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I that. yeah, it's not like, I mean, the, the idea of hell is as like flames and stuff and pitchforks and stuff. That comes from Dante. That's where that comes from. Yeah. It doesn't, there's no, that's literally where it's come from. So it's not a, I mean, even, even I don't, I don't, I mean, the book of Revelation, which, which illustrates the, a, a rapture is not, I don't think, you know, it's not about like, it's not defining hell. So, so yeah, it's pretty easy to see how regular life can be hell when certain components are missing. Exactly. Can be a gay bar in WeHo. Can be a gay bar in WeHo. Can be high tops. Can be high tops. There's a new one in my neighborhood. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. And it can be. And all those places can also be heaven. <laughs> the same time. Not at the same time. At the same place. Yeah. I don't know if they can be at the same time. It certainly feels like there are different times. What is this person idling in charging? Do not know. It always bothers me when people are like, it looks like he has a ticket too. Not flashing your lights at me.
So is there still a pastor at that church? Or yeah, it's a, kind of no, there is. It's active. It's active. I don't know. I yeah. I should try to check it out one of these days. I guess just to for the just to see what's happening. I don't know how wild and crazy it is compared to its day. You know, its heyday. Or if they try to make YouTube live stream. Probably yeah. I should look it up. I mean, it's clearly a well-funded operation. Yeah. That building was a hundred, is a hundred years old. Yeah. It looks like it was built in like the eighteen no, no. I'm sh I mean the I the exterior. I, I don't know what it looks like inside. I would expect that it's been renovated. Yeah. But it's Or even like maybe that what that thing on the top doesn't look Yeah, I mean who knows? what they've, how they've yeah. embellished it. But also, it's not like stuff that was built in the old days is, like, less impressive than now. It's typically way more impressive, so, you know. In a way, it's like it couldn't possibly have been built recently. <laughs> I just don't know what, if the facade has been you know, polished up or something or whatever. At least they still have warm yellow lights outside. Yeah, they do. interesting corner too. In fact, it looks like a pitchfork if you look at it from here. The way the street goes down and it goes like that and like that and it goes three ways at this fork. It's a literal fork with three direct three three paths. It goes straight past up there, it goes right up there and it goes left up here. It's literally like a pitchfork. I wonder what she was saying. I know. I wonder if she ever made use of that image. Echo Pitchfork. This episode of Filthy Armenian Adventures was recorded on location at Tex Restaurant in Echo Park in Los Angeles, California. 
featuring Barrett, first seen in episode two, The Filthy Mormon at Echo Park. This episode is supported entirely by you, the rug merchants, cigar singers, and oligarchs of the night who subscribe to the show on Patreon. To join their enlightened society and get access to over twice as many episodes, subscribe now at patreon.com slash filthyarmenian. Thank you for listening to our specials for the day. We hope you enjoyed the soup and to be continued.